Thought that was me. All right, Shane, we are live, I think. Day four, save the best. Yeah. Let us know if you can hear us. That's always a question when we, when we <laughs> launch these things. We like, to, we like to start a little slow just to give my brother time to check that mic out. <laughs> Sounds good, he says. Okay, great. So, right. SEC Media Days, day four. You sound good. Thank you. Appreciate you. There we go. Day four, Shane. In the we books. just got off Paul Feinbaum show. Cousin Shane, you made your debut <laughs> on a Paul Feinbaum show. People are tired of me talking about being on Feinbaum. Let's hear from you, Cousin Shane. What was it like being featured on the Paul That's, Feinbaum show? It was a little, it was a little wild. Uh, I, I mean, he wanted me to come up there, and you, you, could, you could sense the, the help around him you know, kind of like, are we sure that chair can handle, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, but I, I just thought it was awesome. I mean, growing up watching Paul, getting to, getting to be out there on the set, I thought that was pretty damn cool. And uh, you can always tell. I mean, you, people are breaking down stuff behind us. It, 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 we're at the end, and that's when uh, that's when they let Cousin Shane on Fine Bomb. Yeah, we're we're not leaving till they kick us out. So I apologize for any noise. I mean, they're they're doing they're literally doing construction. I think they're setting up for a concert or something. Uh, but uh, hey, they got a job to do, so we're not going to complain. We got a job to do, Shane. Wrapping up SEC Media Days. Exhausted. People don't want to hear about that, Shane. They want to hear about some SEC football. We got Tennessee, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin, one of the best. Let's let's just play his quote real quick. It was the best. Quote, I thought of the entire media days real quick. A reporter, I don't, I don't think they'll be able to hear the question because the question was not mic'd well. There was a reporter that he told Lane Kiffin, hey, everybody says I look like you, Coach Kiffin. What <laughs> is your response to that? Let's kick it over to Lane Kiffin. What's your mom's name? <laughs> what's your mom's name uh, oh i mean there's a chance we heard some stories let's not share too much shape but hey there's a reason lane's asking that absolutely absolutely well you know and it's it's funny because it's been a little bit of a dry spell here with the coaches in the big room Lane did not disappoint. Lane came out here with some zingers, and not 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 just the jokes which you're gonna which you heard there, but you know that that man came out with with a statement, and he wanted to get it out there, get in front of everybody. So I feel bad for everybody that did not hang around for day four because not only did we have Lane, we had Hopple, we had Beamer. It was a very energetic. It was a very optimistic day for all three of these fan bases. Yeah. So, what should we tackle first, Shane? I mean, we got to have a little run-in with Heupel. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, highlights of day four for you. Oh, oh so we got to tell the Spencer Rattler story, don't we? Yeah. Uh, well, before we do that, because uh, you mentioned him, uh, I did get to talk a little bit with Heupel. I thought that was really cool. Unfortunately, we didn't get him to the booth. So uh, I was uh, I was a little upset about that. That would have been another little bucket list for me. But uh, but yes, it started out the day with Spencer Rattler and buddy. He was out quick this morning. Yeah. So just to set the scene, we we had a few too many last night, and shocker. Know, <laughs> <laughs> we had the checkout. 
Uh, I don't know. Long story short, it was a slow morning. I'm down here. I always get down here early. I can't sleep. I get so excited for SEC Media Days, and, and there's so much work to be done. So I'm down here, and someone's just screaming my name, Bratton, Bratton, Bratton. And I said, good God, what, what have I done? I'm going to get thrown out last day of Media Days. But, no, it was the South Carolina contingent. They brought it. Hey, we got Spencer Rattler for you. I said, that's fan- fantastic. We don't got Cousin Shane. So can you give me 10 minutes? Maybe do another interview or two. Come back over. I'll get this guy ready. And, uh, yeah, Cousin Shane didn't show, so I had to roll. And uh, a little teaser. We're not going to play the whole thing, but we got a teaser. You can check out the whole, the full interview. I fixed the uh, – first I uploaded the wrong audio, but we fixed the audio. little teaser of my exclusive one-on-one with Spencer Rattler, and I just had to open with this. I put up my SEC quarterback rankings. I got you ninth. So Ninth? I may be your – <laughs> so are you surprised, Shane, that uh, that I went there, put him, told him he was ninth in my quarterback? Yeah, I, I mean, right out of the gate, I, I think that one, you, you know, you you did not warm up at all. Um, but I, I will say this: I did come in at the tail end of this conversation, and uh, it it was a lighthearted conversation. But he he also had some points he wanted to make, and and, and yes, I think this is. This is what what he wants to hear. I mean, people people around him in that organization are probably kissing his ass and telling him he's the greatest and thank God you came back and all this stuff. But he needs to hear stuff like this because I think that's what drives him. He is he is one of those guys that when he gets his mind made up, he wants to prove the world wrong. And right. you know, so do I think that caught him off guard? Absolutely. But I do think that fueled that fire because. If he turns out, Mike, I'm telling you right now, to to being one of the first ones drafted in the NFL, I guarantee this is not the first time we've seen this tweet. You know? <laughs> oh, that's the thing, Shane. I mean, some people give me a hard time about it, but we're being open, honest. We're one of the few, I feel like, that do it. We don't kiss players' ass. We're not mean. I was not overly mean or anything. But at the end of the day, this is all in good fun. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. It's just motivation. And yeah. if he's he's going to have a great year, South Carolina fans will be all in the mansions. And I did him a favor. Maybe they do win the East. Yeah. Maybe, a miraculous one. Hell, we didn't see Tennessee winning 11 games last exactly. year. We sure as hell didn't see LSU winning the West, but they did it. South Carolina can do that if Spencer Rattler plays like he did against Tennessee, plays against Clemson, and he does it all season long, red hot. And, hey, I, I've said it before, Shane, I'll say it again. I had Stetson Bennett 10th. In my rankings last year, he was a Heisman finalist. So yeah, that goes to show what I know. You know, <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and you know, one of the cool things too is at the tail end we got to talk to him a little bit. You know, I always had my opinion of Rattler before I met him. You know, I thought he was a little bit arrogant. I thought he was cocky. We've all seen the videos. He wasn't at all today. No, I, I will tell you, he was. He was. Uh, he was just. He was he's dialed in, man. He yep. looks like a team leader, yep. And he's wanting to do not only what's best for him, but what's best for this team. I think that's why he's come back for another year. And uh, I think South Carolina is in for a treat. Yeah, and I wanted to ask him about you know Juice Wells and best receiver I think in the SEC. And I mean, he, he said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's one of the best players in the country. But it was the other teammates too. It's this yeah. guy, that guy, this guy. We're going to have so many weapons in this new scheme, very complimentary of the coaching staff and the scheme. So 
right exactly what you're saying i mean he came here looking for a message he delivered and uh, that's something we got here from shane beamer shane let's kick it over uh right here shane beamer on spencer rattler correcting a lot of those issues from last year being a little bit more consistent hey coach great to see you good to see you ap stedham ap and kelly as we see at syndicated radio coach there's a lot of dynamics to win a football game but what are some of those um that were present in the tennessee in the Clemson game that you could uh, move forward to some degree. And then what do you envision uh, the second year with Spencer Rattler now that he's been in your system for one yeah. year? Um, second part, Spencer just continued to develop and, and take steps. You know, the way that he played late in the season, uh, we've got to continue to build on that as well. Uh, the, the freeness that he played with and the confidence that he played with. Let's just continue to keep being that guy as well. Um, and then from those excuse me, those two specific games that you're talking about, I think those are games that we made impactful plays on offense, defense, and special teams, and that's what it takes to win football games. Um, you know, we created, we created turnovers uh, in those games. We, we did in the Clemson game, but we really didn't turn the ball over against Tennessee. We talked about impactful plays on special teams, and to me, more than anything, when I think about those two games are just the competition as a core value of our program and the competitive plays that we made in that game where the ball's in the air and it's a one-on-one -on -one opportunity with a receiver and a defensive back and we win that battle. Or we had a touchdown run against Clemson where we turned a blitzer free right up the middle and Spencer made him miss and then kind of lowered his shoulder and, and gave himself up to get into the end zone. So just the, the unselfishness that our guys showed and the ability to make competitive plays really stand out from those two weeks. All right, Shane. So let's look at the schedule here for the Gamecocks again. I mean, it's tricky right out the gate. North Carolina, I mean, I think the whole season – is going to be defined in the first month. I yeah. really do. North Carolina and Charlotte, that's the opener. Furman, that's a joke. At Georgia, Mississippi State, at Tennessee, Florida, at Mizzou, at a and man, I mean, Oof. it's a murderer's row. But uh, we're not here to be pessimistic. We're here to be optimistic with them Gamecocks, Shane. What's the vibe you're feeling from South Carolina after uh, today, hearing from Spencer and, and Beamer and, every, yeah. and the crew? Well, I, I – Again, the message today was consistency, not complacency. And I, I think, you know, a lot of folks go back to the way the season ended last year. Huge victory over my Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> Big victory in Clemson. I mean, these were, were monumental games. And the problems that we had last year was – it was like a roller coasters. There was those ups, but then there was those Florida games. There's those Mizzou games, you know, so they've got to correct that. South Carolina had a fantastic season, but they could have really had a, a fantastic season if they would have figured it out earlier in the year. So mm -hmm. I think all that starts with leadership in this locker room and the coaching staff not getting complacent, not taking those two big victories at the end of the year and say, hey, we've arrived. You've not. You're still climbing that mountain. And if they could continue to do that, you look at the schedule, yes, it ramps up real quick, but there's also some upset potential in this if they if they hit it early. Yep. All right, Shane, well, speaking of them balls, Heifel and crew were in town. God, I mean, my biggest takeaway perhaps uh, is just – 
Joe Milton's stature. I mean, he towered over yeah. basically every non-lineman here yeah. in Nashville. Uh, I couldn't. I was pretty blown away by that. Uh, Heupel seemed pretty confident, Shane. We got the hand and hooker beans over here. Yeah. Uh, Takeaway today from the balls. Uh, a little bit of swagger in here. I, I would say out of the three teams that were walking these halls today, yeah. there was a little bit of confidence with those volunteers. And I think that all starts with the quarterback. Uh, he, obviously, Milton was the highlight of the day. Everyone that could get him at a table, you know, was was on cloud nine. So I, I, I think that's that's the key with the Tennessee balls is keep this confidence going. Oh my goodness. Look who we got here. You guys you guys may not know this individual, but could you wave it <laughs> Paul, could I get you to wave at the camera here? Just step we're, up. we're live on the air just like Cookie Shane did. If you just want to wave at the camera. <laughs> how about that Shane? Uh, you were on fine bomb fine bomb was on our show here so yeah full circle here and if you couldn't hear him he said jim from tuscaloosa said i'm the worst person on the damn planet earth so uh man one of these days paul's gonna have a show as successful as ours <laughs> one of these days but mike back to back to those vols i i just think that was the theme here with these guys is like hey Last year was not a fluke. Right. Last year, we, we are a 10-win season. We are a championship-built team, and we, we have arrived. So, I, with that, I, I, I feel pretty confident, more confident with my, with my pick. Yeah, and that's the thing, Shane. I mean, go to the YouTube channel. Check it out if you haven't yet. Eric Kane, Austin Price, those were two of the Tennessee guys we got here uh, in Nashville. And – I mean, a lot of great stuff from, from both of them, but the thing that really got me, Shane, I mean, we are legitimately talking, can they win in Tuscaloosa? Can they beat the back-to-back two-time national champions on Rocky Top? That's going to be the game of the year in the FCC. I'm calling it right now. I'm not saying the balls win. I'm not allowed to say Georgia will ever lose a game. Remember that. So I'm not saying that, but what I'm, we're, we're throwing out these hypotheticals. Yeah. Hell, they may lose both of them. I mean, odds are they'll lose both of them. But we are not sitting here going into a season saying Tennessee's got no shot against those two big games when for the last 20 years, Shane, yeah. I mean, that you're going in saying maybe a scandal will come, maybe this. You know, no. Now under Hypo, with that offense, with these players, they can play with anybody. And I know Georgia fans, they say, well, hell, we whooped your ass and la-da-da-da-da. Well, I mean, there was about four or five plays that yeah. were missed by Tennessee in that ball game. Tennessee may have – I mean, the, after the game, the players were saying, we want Georgia again because we think we can get them on a neutral field. And that I think that was true. A lot of people thought Tennessee was the second-best team in the country yeah. with Hendon Hooker healthy. And I, I don't think that's a bold statement uh, given how they ran through most of the SEC. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a great point, Mike. And, and the insiders that we had here today – were also confident, you know, and, and some of the question marks we had, like the offensive line and, uh, you know, Joe Milton and, and, and things like that. The, 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 the questions that you have about the Tennessee Volunteers, if uh, is last year a fluke or do they take a step back? You know, I, I don't think so, man. Uh, I, the, the way I'm talking to these guys, it feels like, again, Tennessee is now going needs to be considered 
an, an upper echelon program that could consistently make a run for a college football playoff. Yeah, and I love this, Shane. You talk about bravado, you confidence. What loomed over this media days, you know, we're trying, we're, we're having fun. We got Texas people, we got Oklahoma people. We're looking forward to that season. We don't want to get too caught up in it, but yeah, we did, we did get caught up in it a little bit with Anwar Richardson. Again, go check it out on the YouTube channel, but the the real UT hypel. Let's kick it over to him. He was asked about it. Travis Gailey with OrangeBloods.com. With Texas coming into the league now, which school has the real claim to being able to call itself UT? There's only one real UT. One right shade of orange. That's right, Shane. There's only one That's UT, right. and it's in Knoxville. Come on, get the hell out of here. Come on. We ain't giving Texas nothing. They got to earn it. You know what? No, they have got to earn it. And I will tell you, we've talked to a lot of Texas dudes, and they're excited and yeah. and pumped up about coming into the league. They, uh, some of them think they should have beat Alabama. They're going to beat them this year. So we'll see. Uh, and. and the real UT. That's that's going to be the riddle. That's that's going to need to be answered at some point, and and sooner than later we'll have that opportunity. Right. And I I think we have proposed this before. I hope they can make it happen in real life when Texas and, and Tennessee are playing as conference foes. Whoever wins that game for that until they meet again is the real UT. Yeah. I think they should do that every time. Whoever yeah. wins that game is the real UT. And right, let's say Texas and Tennessee on a neutral field. Come on, we're taking Tennessee. You know what? <laughs> Absolutely. Right now, uh, again, Texas has got a lot of good stuff brewing down there. Uh, be sure to jump on our our YouTube and and look up the channels. With uh, I'm terrible at saying his name. He's it's a it's a it's a doozy. How do you say it? Anwar Richardson. Anwar. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. Anwar. And listen to him. I don't know. I don't know if he's just trying to sell me something or whatever, but I feel like Texas is a little closer to the SEC play than than I thought. You know, right. um, I, I think obviously the Alabama game is going to be a true test, but today, neutral field, yeah, give me the volunteers. And how about this comment? Let's give a shout-out. Just one more project. He says, sincere thanks to the three-man. That that flying Hawaii, we appreciate all your hard work. <laughs> No one, he says, brought someone out from Hawaii, but we sure as hell did. We brought the <laughs> flying Hawaiian in here. So people appreciate you. Jonathan, thank you so much for all your hard work up there. It's, it's got to be tough, man. He's not getting to talk no. to these coaches and all these people. He hasn't not... seen sunlight in four days, Mike. He's, <laughs> he's like a vampire. I went up there earlier to check on him. He was just cuddled, cuddled, cuddled up in the corner, you know, just – Keep painting on the walls, you know. So yeah, he he yeah. is ready to get out of there, and I appreciate all the work that he's done. Now, how about the final team, Shane, that we've not talked about here on this show, Ole Miss? Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, no surprise, but Lane Kiffin, he's always great for a comment. He comes in here, and he's the one everybody wants to talk with because you, you never know what the yeah. hell he's going to say. But almost felt a little Saban-esque to me. He came in here with messages wanted to get out, wanted to convey things, didn't want to talk about his team, you know, NIL, transfer portal, yada, yada, yada. Any surprise, or or do you think that's him just kind of trying to keep them rebels in the weeds there? Well, I mean, the that he was the hot one today. This is the one everybody wanted to talk about and all mm-hmm. the funny comments. And, and then on top of that, you've got, like you said, the NIL, he comes out and talks about pay for play and, 
the transfer portal. He hates that there's two windows and, yeah. you know, and, and kind of made a good point there, you know, if this were in the professional sports, you know, could, I mean, what if LeBron just said, you know what, this ain't working out. I'm going to go over here and, and, and collect some money. So he made some good points. But hell, coaches can do that. Huh? Coaches can leave at a drop of a hat. No, I get that. I get that. It, but the problem is, Mike, I didn't learn anything about Ole Miss. Yeah. And, and and I don't know if that was by design, less questions about the quarterback room, less questions about some of these transfers that have come in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's the thing with Lane. Lane's very intelligent. <laughs> and he, sometimes he's playing a game when, you know, when you don't know it. Yeah. So let's kick it over to Kiffin real quick here. We got to – I want to show people what we got going on here. <laughs> My ride's here. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job at the end of the year of keeping our team together. I think not as an excuse, but I set it up here a year ago. You know, the challenge is when you have such a roster overhaul and so portal-heavy – and I've said I've always been concerned about culture issues when you do that because you don't have kids that have been there very long. So, um, and I said one of those challenges, even if you look at the NBA when they put together these good free agent teams, is if seasons don't go great, it's very hard to keep keep everybody playing at a high level because the ex- expectations were so high. So, I think down the down the stretch there. Um, after the Alabama game, um, I didn't do a good enough job of finding a way to keep our guys playing at a high level because we did not play to our standards at the end of the season. So, All right, Shane. So, hmm, Kiffin taking some ownership there. That's good. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so excited but so uncertain of what this team is. And that that's – it's too bad we leave Hoover like that. Yeah, Hoover. Yeah, I thank God we're not in Hoover. We're in Nashville, baby. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same spot I was when I got here. When it comes to Ole Miss, you know what? Yeah. Me too. Me too. And, and maybe that's exactly where they need to be. Um, I, I think last year we all talked about how easy that that first part of the schedule was, and then toward the tail end they just kept piling on them and and one of the comments he did make was you know when when you do mess around with the portal and you got a lot of new faces sometimes you know these guys didn't help you build you know and and I think getting that extension seeing what he's doing here on the recruiting trail Ole Miss is 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 only going to get better and I'm gonna tell you right now Ole Miss has got a better team this year than they did last year I guarantee it the record may not reflect that that's that's the scary part, but this is a scenario because their schedule is tougher this year mm-hmm. that I could see at the end of the season we, we look back and say, damn, Lane Kiffin had him a good squad here. Yeah. All right, Shane, so this is something we did last year. I think we're going to do it every year because just a great way to cap media days. We open it with my media ballot. We're going to close it with Cousin Shane's official SEC media ballot, and yes, they do give this man a vote, believe it or not. <laughs> they let him vote. Last year, kiss of death, the only man at Media Days that picked Texas A&M to win the comp, not the West, the conference. He picked A&M. I'll, I'll probably be that wrong this year. I, I got LSU winning the whole thing. Shane, who do you have? Do you, do you want to go East or West to start? Uh, let's let's go with uh, let's go with the East. 
Okay. Because um uh so with the East, in the last spot I, I went with Vanderbilt. Yeah. So we'll do this in reverse here. Um, again, I think they'll be an improved team. I think they've yeah. y- you know no longer a guaranteed W. No, no. I, I think the margin of of losses too are going to be thinner. Yeah. There's going to be some games you're you're in the fourth quarter and like holy shit. We got us a ball game there at Vanderbilt, so mm-hmm. uh, improving, maybe even a bowl game wouldn't 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 throw me off. Uh, above that, I've got South Carolina <laughs> sixth. We got we got Spencer Rattler on this show. You put South Carolina sixth. Oh shit! This is why I should read the list. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I'll, Billy. I'll, Billy I'll, got me sideways. <laughs> Calm down, Gamecock fans. <laughs> I got the Florida Gators, okay. so I'm just going to okay. hold the list so I don't mess this one up again. So you, it's getting late. Sorry, I've had about 15 energy drinks today. So uh, Florida Gators. No, so okay. I, okay. and these these were pretty easy for me. And it's again, I know the the future for Florida is bright. I know if if they can maintain Billy and these recruits that they're getting in there, you know, it's a slow build, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's just unfortunately with this schedule, ugh. You know, with yep. the quarterback situation, ugh, you know, there's just – I am just not comfortable moving them up this list at all. Okay, um, so South Carolina next on your list. Yeah, fifth, South Carolina is – in the East. So, and, and here's where it gets murky. I mean, everybody you talk to, this is – you can flip-flop, I think, these next three here. Um, after talking – I'm not going to lie, man. After talking to South Carolina today – I kind of wanted to change it, but I already had my vote in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was just something – there's something different about Milton with the swagger and then and, and then uh, Rattler. It's just – I don't know, man. There's something There's something to it. And I, I think teams win games, not individuals. And, and that's why I like South Carolina. It's just that schedule is brutal. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the part that's going to get them in trouble. Now, above them, I've got Kentucky. Um, I love Kentucky. I think that they're going to – I think they're going to have a hell of a year. I think this team's a lot better than they were last year. The only reason I got Kentucky over Mizzou is because I'm I'm high on Mizzou. Mm -hmm. I I, I think this is the year they surprise some folks. Plus – Alabama, <laughs> you know, I mean, the fact yeah. that you've got Alabama on your schedule, you've that's got to be a factor there. You're so, basically saying Mark Stoops has got to got to have the biggest win of his career, signature win, which would either be Alabama at home or Georgia and Athens, which surely to God, no one is projecting that. But he almost has to win one of those to climb that SEC East ladder because yeah. of the schedule. Well, and and, and too, the East is so tight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I told you Kentucky finishes second at the end of this year, you that wouldn't blow you away. No. You know what I'm saying? If I told you South Carolina finished second in the East, there's there's going to pe- be people that pick that. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's what I that's why people are talking about next year, and it drives me nuts because if you look at the East alone, yeah, every single one of those games is going to be a barn burner. And and you can't go in knowing who's going to win it. And let me say this, Shane, because I think this is something not enough, that not enough people are, are saying. We can all have our projections. We can all have our predictions. But obviously we don't know. Uh, we've talked about that many times. If we knew, it, this wouldn't be fun. But I think it's going to be defined by the offensive coordinator hires made this offseason at Missouri, Kirby Moore, Kentucky, Liam Cohen, and South Carolina, Dow Loggins. Mm-hmm. We have no clue. 
which one of those will be the best hire. Now, you can make the case. We've seen Liam Cohen do it, so maybe give him an edge. That's kind of why I give him an edge. Yeah. Could be Kirby Moore. Hell, it could be that. What if Dow Loggins comes out of – I mean, I didn't know who the hell Joe Brady was when he got yeah. hired by LSU. Then they had Joe Burrow win the national championship. Yeah. Uh, say Dow Loggins is the next Joe Brady. South Carolina's going to rock it up this list. Yeah. There's just no way for us to know that. But I think the answer will come from whoever's that best hire because those those were the issues on that – all three of those teams was offensive coordinator last year. And I'm gonna, I'll be honest, 1,000% transparency here, and I'm not trying to get Nick Rouse in trouble, but I'm going to get him <laughs> in trouble here. I didn't put this vote in until after we talked to him, and when they had question marks about the Vanderbilt game, mm-hmm. I said, nah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Missouri doesn't have question marks about the Vanderbilt game. Right. So that's that's why I gave them the edge. Again, I'm just I'm picking each other's brains and seeing how they feel about camps. And, again, KSR may be just pulling my leg and don't want us to know what's going on, but that's kind of why I switched it there at the last. I want to read you real quick, Shane, just a couple comments so far on your list. Ken says, Cousin Shane needs a, a cold one. He's crushed his orange and blue glasses. What happened? Todd said, I used to like Cousin Shane. Uh, well i mean you gotta pick somewhere you know what i'm saying and and if anybody i mean if anybody's watching a live show thursday and 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 you're watching my fat ass then you're probably a fan of the show (laughs) and you probably know that i haven't picked anything right so if i don't have your team in the first spot then you're on you should be on cloud nine (laughs) put the mortgage on it okay that's what i'm saying so that's that's just the nature of it so above mizzou again i i i I talked about them all off season. I, I, I just think this is the year. Yeah. Um, I love this defense. I love the returning talent. Um, I do think Cook's the guy. I do think he, he's figured it out. I love Luther. I think, you know, get this running game going. I, I think a lot of that also helps when you've got a new offensive coordinator and Eli can get more with the players. That's one thing. I don't know if you remember Kirby talking about earlier in this in this uh, conference mm-hmm. was, you know, he's got to have complete trust of all coaches on his staff, and that allows him more time to be with the players. It's I think sometimes that gets lost in in, in today's. I mean, we, Jimbo is a prime example. You know, I I think sometimes the fact that he's just so close to controlling everything that sometimes he loses the bigger picture and that's the, that they're kids yeah. and you've got to, you got to fill that locker room. You got to know what's going on. So, so uh, I, I mean, obviously I don't want to spoil your list here, but Georgia one, yeah. Tennessee two, uh, cause I think that's 90% of people probably right. going to have that. Uh, what's that separation? Do, do you think it is massive? Do you, is there any chance Tennessee closes to get with that game in Knoxville? That's, that's critical. Uh, obviously, Georgia, they don't have to go to Bama. They don't yeah. get A&M. So, there, there are – we can't just look at one game. But is that gap massive, or do you think it's attainable that uh, some way, somehow, Tennessee closes that gap? I, I think a little closer yeah. uh, than than it has been, obviously. I, even last year, I, I think there was opportunities that Tennessee could have made that a little bit more of a ball game. What if it were in Tennessee – you know, I, I, would the would the score have changed? What if? I mean, you got to remember there. And I'm not going to make excuses. I mean, that's last year. We're talking this year. Yeah. There's there are question marks with Georgia. We got a quarterback competition. Nobody wants to talk about, but it's not Beck's not just 
automatically the guy, but he's also not Stetson Bennett either. Yeah. You know, so there's there's going to be some question marks there. Uh, Tennessee, you just can't count them out with that offense, and, and they proved that. So it's not like this is a one-hit wonder. You know, multiple years now, they, they have been in some games they shouldn't have been probably. Yeah. So who you got in the West? Let's go. Let's go. Same thing. Yeah. Same order. thing. So I went. I started out with Auburn, um, and and I, I know Auburn was a little bit of a trendy pick and stuff. But for me, I I think that's a it's a build. It is is truly a, it's a, it's a big build. Um, they've got some dudes on that team, but again, you've also got a lot of new faces coming in and trying to piece it together. Yes, Hugh Freeze is there. I think he's I think he's the future for Auburn. I think. I think it was a hell of a hire, and I think it worked out for him. But to think that he's going to have that Brian Kelly impact year one, I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just not. And and the way this schedule set up, it's it's a tough road ahead. So yeah. uh, that's why I'm a little more down on Auburn. Not so much that I don't think they can do can't do it. It's just I don't know. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just truly a guess at this point. Guess who just slid into Shane's DMs? None other than Hugh Freeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what burners he's got on here. I, I bet he's got a few. So who you got six in the West? Uh six, I've got Mississippi State. You know, okay, uh, okay. I think the consensus was they're the last team in the West, which you know, if they didn't have Will Rogers, sure, I'd go with it. But they got Will Rogers. So I, I think that that one right there is is a reason why most folks are it's it's so funny because we've had mississippi state guys on and, and i've asked every single one of them why the disrespect and and they're used to it how many yeah. times have they been picked last in the west compared to how many times they actually finished so um i don't i, I think these guys are going to be a little bit better than than folks think all right how about uh fifth <laughs> we got the whole crew out here it's like there's a damn parade behind us <laughs> they're gonna start moving the set here in a minute <laughs> Fifth in the West. Who you got fifth? Fifth, I've got Arkansas. Uh, Come yeah. on now. After I KJ know. and Sam came over, did, it, did you consider changing it after that? It was, it was close. Yeah. It's just the Ole Miss. I, I think it, it comes down to that game yeah. right now. Who do I think is going to win, Ole Miss or Arkansas? And right now I'm leaning Ole Miss, and it's nothing against Arkansas by no means. But Ole Miss at home. I, I, I just – yeah, I think Ole Miss has got a better roster. Um, I think I'm I'm a Dart believer now for some reason, <laughs> even though he drove me nuts last year. Uh, I think they, you know, you talk about the two best running backs in the country. I, I think Junkins is is legit just as well as as Rocket. So I mean, it's just going to be a fun fun ball game. But I'm going to give a slight edge to Ole Miss here. Okay, then now we're getting now we're getting where. The heavy hitters are, at least by most regards. Who you got third in the West? This one's the tough one. Uh, I mean, because you could go. It's it's weird. It's like the the East. You know, the 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 three there in the East. But um, I went I went LSU, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's it's funny. You made a comment on Feinbaum about Alabama being third, but sitting there at ten and two. You yeah. know, can I see a scenario like that? A ten win season, nine win season from LSU. Absolutely. Doesn't mean they're a bad team. It's just a lot of things had to go their way last year to get them into that spot. Do those mm-hmm. things line up again this season? I think they're good. I think they've got depth. I think they got some NFL talent. But there's more question marks on that roster for me, and that's why I got them at the third spot. Interesting. All right, number two, Shane. 
Number two, I've got uh, Texas A&M. Love to put them at one just because, you know, Annual if you keep tradition. doing it, eventually it'll happen, I guess, you know. Um, I, I, I just love the roster. I really do. I, I love the talent. I love where it's at. I think that the, the defensive line especially, this is – this is freaking NFL defense. I know what this is. Billy Lucci said we can get on the sideline. So you bumped you bumped them up, didn't you? Absolutely, man. You gonna see me over there <laughs> drinking milk and doing the chants. <laughs> so Bama, of course, I think you've kind of you've been on that for a while. Bama number one. Yeah, I got Bama number one. Now I did switch this because I've I've been I've told you all all year long. I think Bama's one. You know, we were I think we were one year off on the revenge tour. You know, the comments you make on Paul, the comments, you know, coach is saying nothing for us. But these players are the ones that I'm watching. And I, there's just a little bit of swagger, like, we're going to beat the shit out of some teams. And I feel like that's going to happen this year with Alabama. So, final question, who's your SEC champ? Because you had a, a champ, too. I switched it. I switched it. I did have Bama. <laughs> I did have Bama, but I'm going to go with them Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, it just I, – I just think – at this point, there's until they don't get it, I'm not going to bet against them, you know? Shane, long-time listener, Kyle, loving good. Big A. a. Yeah. Yes, Shane there did he not is. pick A&M to win the West. Yes. Big up. So, appreciate you, Kyle. Absolutely. Uh, this one's for you guys. I don't know what camera <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. here, but Let's you're welcome. Let's this one out, Shane. They're about to bring down the whole building on yeah. us. So, I appreciate you revealing the ballot. Really appreciate all the support. means a lot. We're trying something. We're trying something different. You know, someone real quick, they were saying, and this guy's doing it all on his own. He's got this help, that help, this help. We we got no help aside from the flying yeah. Hawaiian. I mean, we truly are doing this independent. We're the last ones here. Uh, we were, were first ones except for this morning. So uh, yeah. I just can't thank everybody. I, I thank the SEC for letting us be here. It means a lot. And, uh, man, this, this is our best one yet, and hopefully Dallas will be even better. Absolutely. Again, thanks. I want to thank everybody that came out to Bearded Iris. Uh, that was freaking awesome, having cold beers with our buds. Uh, you know, that's an, an annual tradition I hope that continues to go, and, and we just want to cut loose and have some fun. But, yeah, it's getting a little crazy. I think they just keep running around the circle just so like, yeah, we know what you're waiting on us. So, But, Mike, I appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. Be sure to get on the YouTube, That SEC Podcast. Every single interview will be uploaded. Every single coach that's talked has been uploaded. You yep. don't have to look for anything. It is there for you guys. And next time we meet, we'll be in a little bit quieter setting, I promise. Right. Probably I'll be buzzing, though. We'll be drinking <laughs> a little bit. Can't do that here. All right. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.